everybody, this is Ty from the band Sink In. You don't care about us, though. You care about Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Coming to you live from uh, Howie's basement and Troy's. Uh, what area are you in, Dining Troy? Dining room. room? Okay. <laughs> live right now, but as you're listening, it'd be pre-recorded. So <laughs> yeah, let's and try to play mind games with you here. Right? That's right. That's right. In fact, uh, pre-recorded on July 4th. So happy Independence Day, everyone! And uh, absolutely. Yeah. And does, did you, did you know does Canada have a July 4th, Howie? Did I? No, I did not. That's every every country does. That's July Fourth. Oh, because not, not everybody celebrates it. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> coming at me, um, coming at me with the dad jokes already, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, so hey, it's good to be back. You yeah, know? I was just gonna say you're fresh off uh, vacation. You look refreshed. Yeah, it was good to be away for a while, and uh, you know. I've been back at, you know, the grind here for a week now, but, um, you know, it was nice just to get away. We had some good time, the family, and uh, spent some time down at the Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, we're still trying to get the uh, the Amish Outlaws lined up for you guys, and I thought it was funny because we uh, stopped at a place to eat down there at the beach, and sure enough, I seen their name headlining the venue there coming up, (laughs) so I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. yeah, but, I, um, I'll tell you what. Yeah, because I was looking at their schedule too, and I'm like, you know what? I really do want to get out and see them because they look they look like they would be a good entertaining uh, band to watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we had fun. We had uh, you know the kids. Well, not just the kids, but we all just picked a different restaurant to go to each night of the week, and um, you know the kids love spending time at the pool. They were at the mm-hmm. pool a lot. We did we did some mini golf. Um, you yeah. know, nothing crazy or exciting. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, know, you like, like, what does what but, does a Troy family do on vacation? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of tough because the kids are kind of all spread out in age and that type of thing. So yeah, maybe we'll maybe what one of them wants to do, the other one doesn't, and such. Sure. But uh, you know, we had a we had a good time. We just okay. it was relaxing. We had some time on the beach. Um, we did a couple boardwalk shops, stuff like that, and. Uh, the one day, I believe it was the Wednesday we were down there, um, 
we were walking along the boardwalk and sure enough, it just started raining. Uh. And so my wife and my youngest son are kind of hanging out in this one shop for a while. And my, me and my two oldest daughters, well, my two daughters, I don't have any older than, I don't know why I said that, but anyway, <laughs> me and my daughters, we, uh, we ran for the car. Yeah. And by the time we got to the car, we were soaked. It was funny. Oh, I bet. So it's just, it's just a funny memory that we'll probably never forget, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I'm actually, um, uh, it's interesting that you say that because, uh, to me, to me, vacation means, uh, so much. Uh, it mm-hmm. means the world to me. Uh, in fact, uh, I remember, this was several years ago. Some somebody was talking to me, and we were just kind of talking about different things. And uh, and he asked me. He goes, um, "In fact, this guy was a salesman. He was trying to pitch me something." Um, mm-hmm. But but he asked me. He goes, uh, "Can you remember what you got last Christmas?" And this was only a couple months after Christmas. He goes, mm-hmm. "Can you tell me what you got for Christmas?" And I started thinking, and I'm like really trying to like bang my head and be like, you know what, what did I get for Christmas? Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, now tell me, what did you go, what did you do on vacation a year ago? Mm-hmm. And I was able to rattle it off. Like, like it was nothing. It was very simple. Like I did this, this and this, and here's where I was. And, and, yep. and it got me thinking, it's like, you know what, this guy just made a pretty impressive point because, uh, to me, I think vacation means so much because that's the that's the kind of stuff that will la- will um, leave memories, you know, sure, will leave impressions and and such. So, so when I hear people say that they don't like to go on vacation or they don't have time for vacation, that kind of depresses me a little bit because I think mm-hmm. I really do think people need to make time to get away. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, and 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 maybe it doesn't need to be far. Maybe it's only a weekend, or you know, it's kind of it's something just where you guys are all just spending time with each other, mm-hmm. and you know, building a bond and keeping that bond. You know, that's it's yeah. it's very important. It is. Um, but a heartbreaking thing did happen while we were down there, and that was uh, this condo in Florida oh, yeah. that partially collapsed. And um, I mean, our hearts and thoughts and prayers and everything go out to these people i mean i guess they're still i was gonna say they're you know, still digging through the rubble um, and that was almost two weeks ago now yeah yeah and uh, i mean the chances of finding anybody alive at this point are probably pretty slim yeah um, and uh and you know what they're they almost have had something similar happen around here in our area there's a building, oh, yeah? uh, I believe it's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I almost think it might even be an apartment building too, that they actually have to build a separate wall to keep that other wall from buckling. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it made me start thinking, man, if I lived in that building, I don't know that I would be staying in that building right now based on what I just witnessed. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, that's scary, and that's and what was it? I think I re- I think I remember reading the article. It was like one o'clock, one thirty in the morning, or something like that. Uh, so everybody's just asleep, like you know, not yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it was actually it was actually three o'clock in the morning. Uh, okay, because they said you couldn't have picked a worse time for this to occur. Because yeah, everybody was there. Everybody was there. I mean, if you would have waited an hour later, you'd probably have a handful of people heading out to work. If you mm-hmm. would have gone an hour before, people would be coming out of the bars and just mm-hmm. going to their place. Uh, but three o'clock is that magic time where, like, literally 
I would say everybody was in that building that, you know, that was not on vacation or whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, just a, just a horrible tragedy there. And I guess there was some stories coming out that this building has gotten warnings that there was, um, some structural issues. There was some structural issues and citations they were warned about a couple of years ago. Yeah. They got an estimate to, uh, to repair. And I believe it was like going to be over $10 million or something like that. So they just kind of let it go. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's gotta be tough and, and you know, what's going to come from this, right? There's going to be a lot more stricter, um, laws, Building and, laws. Codes and such, yep. which, you know what, justifiably so because, um, people need to be held accountable and, yep. uh, and if they're being told that their building is not stable, then it needs to be addressed. Right. So, but yeah, yeah. definitely, uh, definitely my, uh my condolences and you know definitely my heart goes out to anybody who is um suffering from this tragedy for sure yeah absolutely um so howie um you know i guess you know it's fourth of july weekend here and we're celebrating with everybody and everybody's so busy so we don't want to keep this show too long but we do want to get to a couple of our normal segments per se that we do when we don't have guests on yeah um so let's let's roll into some birthdays if you want to, Hallie. Sounds good. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's start with. Uh, what I mean, somebody that you you looked at me when I said this, and you're like, he's how old? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Tom Tom Cruise yesterday turned fifty nine. Um, so yeah, and, and I'm thinking you, you thought he was older than that. I did. I mean, I have friends who are um, you know ten years older than I am, which is you know puts them very close to Tom's age. And mm-hmm. uh, when I heard you say fifty nine, I'm thinking, man, they he doesn't look like any of my friends that are are on that same age. Maybe he lost some age in his Scientology. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's part of the Scientology, you know, where you, (laughs) yeah, they have a fountain of youth or something, but uh, man, maybe they only celebrate, maybe they celebrate birthdays every other year. (laughs) That's probably what it is. Or leap years, right? So yeah, technically he should be 175 right now. (laughs) But yeah, Tom but, um, Cruise, and uh, not only that, but think about what's coming up for him soon. Um, and I think this is going to be a huge blockbuster, is the, the remake of the, uh, Top Gun. Top Gun. Yep. Yeah, so uh, definitely, uh, I definitely can see some big things coming his way, even though he's already lived the life that many could only dream of. Yeah. So, Speaking of a life that only people, that many people dreamed of was, um, how about this next guy that I'm going to talk about and... Yeah, he's been gone for 120 years now, but he still <laughs> left an impression. Uh, that'd be P.T. Barnum, who was born on July uh, 5th. Yeah, and that's, and, by the yeah. way, it's been over 210 years. Since he's been alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, two, I know. Uh, 210 years ago is when he di- or when he was born. Yes, 211 years ago he was born, in 1810. Yes, yes. yep. Wow. He, he died in 1891, which, you know, was 100, 120 years ago. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? When so people you, say P.T. Barnum, everybody knows exactly what you mean. Absolutely they do. I mean, this guy with his uh, circus act that he had and all these 
freak shows he would bring into his buildings and you know um i mean what a legacy this guy left behind yeah. right i mean oh yeah and um, i mean how, i was just gonna say have many, you ever watched uh, american pickers uh, I know the show, but I've never really watched okay, it. Okay, well, those guys, it's the guys who, like, travel the country and just try to, basically, they, they find junk in people's basements and garages and they and they sell it and, you know, they make a profit from it or they buy it yeah. and then sell it. Well, I remember one episode, they came across somebody who had a collection of uh, some of the P.T. Barnum things that he actually took with him on his traveling circus. Mm-hmm. And uh, and some of that stuff was like um, like a little tiny person in a jar. And oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean it was really like a lot of freaky stuff uh, that he would travel, and I guess you would have to back in the day to draw some kind of yeah. crowd. Well, and, and it reminds me, um, you know, I can speak back to when we went on vacation real quick. We did stop in at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum down oh, there. Yeah. And uh, very similar type things, you know, with these, you know, two-headed chickens and weird stuff like that. And, okay. Uh, you know, oh, just, yeah. you know, the, wor- the world's tallest man, you know, the world's fattest man, that type of stuff yeah. down there. You know, That's, that's funny um, because uh, when I went on vacation in uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, mm-hmm. that's we ended up going into the Ripley's uh, Museum there. Did you? Yeah. So, yeah, pretty cool place. It is. There's a lot of interesting things in there. Um, so, um, one more guy I wanted to bring up, and yeah, he may not be as big of a name right now, but this guy is uh, taking the baseball world by storm right yeah. now. Yeah. And this is uh, Shohei Hotani. Uh, he'll be 26 tomorrow, and this is the guy that you know. He's, we don't talk. We haven't talked sports in a little while in here. No. I just saw another name pop up on my list that I'm going to mention at the end here, Howie. But um. Sure. Back to Hoshohai Atani here real quick. Um, he's the guy for the uh, Angels, mm-hmm. and he's pitching every fifth day. And when he's not pit- – well, even when he is pitching, he's yeah. staying in the order. Yeah. They're not DHing for him. Yep. And um, then uh, on the days he's not pitching, he's hitting for this team. And I, and I think some of the times he even plays the field. Oh, really? What position does he I, play? I believe, I believe he's um, – I believe he was an outfielder, but I, I almost wonder if they're not throwing him at first base when he plays it just to make, kind of conserve yeah, his arm. It would make more you sense. Know? And, yeah. and you know what? This guy is the Babe Ruth of our era. I mean... He really he's is. definitely... Yeah. I mean, t- this guy is not taking a day off. No. Like, wow. I mean, and I, I saw something on Facebook a little while ago that had a snapshot of like his last two weeks or something like that mm-hmm. and it's showing like all these days like every like four days in a row you'll see him with home run or two for three or two doubles or whatever blah yeah. blah, blah and then that fifth day you see seven innings pitched two earned runs blah 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 yeah. and then you'll see all his hitting stats again and then you'll see the fifth day <laughs> six innings pitched but it's like yeah this is insane it like, is insane <laughs> now here's a big question did he make the all-star team you know what? I didn't follow close enough to know, but yeah. I would certainly hope so. I would hope so too, because wouldn't that be a cool thing for him to appear in the All Star game as a pitcher and a hitter? As both. Yeah. As both. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Okay. Um, he he must have made it. Um, I mean his his uh, offensive numbers are definitely enough to make it. Yeah. Um, the only reason I say he must have made it is because I see an article here from CBS Sports from 21 hours ago. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Angels manager Joe Madden wants Shohei Otani to hit and pitch in the All Star game. Oh, that's awesome! So, um, yeah, he's um, he's up to thirty home runs for the year um, as of as of yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, he's a freak. I mean, I mean, you just don't see guys like this. And that, he truly came uh, out of the woodwork. Nobody, nobody even thought of this guy when he came into the league. I know, I know. I mean, um, you know, some of the Japanese stars that came through the league and, and but nothing against um oh like Ichiro Suzuki. I can't you know um, yeah, oh, yeah. great great player, but um uh, if this guy keeps this pace up <laughs> yeah. I mean he, he's gonna definitely be uh the best Japanese uh, born baseball player to play in America that we've ever seen. Yeah, I would say so. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, Ichiro uh, doesn't get enough respect. I think uh, he doesn't. That guy was a hitting machine. Yeah, he man. was. He he wasn't a power hitter, but uh, nope. he he was always on base. In fact, I almost think he ha- doesn't he either lead or he did lead Japan in all of hits, career hits. I, no, I I don't I don't know about Japan, but I think it's. Combined hits between Japan and Major League Baseball that's that he has right. the most hits ever. Yeah, yeah that's I right. Think, I think that's what it is. Because I know um, he had over 3,000 hits for Major League Baseball. And he came yeah. he came into the league late. Yeah, yeah he was a late career. bloomer. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, because he's, he played in Japan for a few years before he came over to America. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he came. Did, did he play his whole career? No, he didn't. He didn't play his whole career in Seattle. No, he went. Didn't he play for the Yankees at one point? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he was with the Marlins too towards the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I mean, this this Shohei Itani, he's he's taking the league by a storm, and he's a lot of fun to watch. And I just mm-hmm. I just love watching seeing his stat line pop every once in a while because it just blows my mind every time. Like you just yeah. don't see this. No, and he's one of those guys that he's truly having fun, man. He could tell. Absolutely, he's, yeah. He's fun to watch for sure. So one other one that popped up here real quick, Hallie, that sure. I don't know how I missed it the first time we were looking through, but also tomorrow we'll be turning 70, Huey Lewis. Oh, wow. I did. You know what? I did hear that on uh, another podcast I was listening to. Okay. And, uh, yeah, 70 years old. My gosh. Yeah. There's a guy. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a guy who uh, put up some big hits. Absolutely, I mean, you know, with his with his band, the news, yeah. and um, I, I always every, every time I think of him, I can't ever not think of Back to the Future. Oh, what is it? The Power of Love. The Power of Love. Yep. yep. Power of Love, and um, <laughs> and then also, um, I believe it was Part Two. He also had the song called "Back in Time." That was oh, like the the headline right. for that song. Yep, that's yep. right. You know what? I'm gonna have to see if I can bring that up real quick. But um, but yeah, Huey Lewis, um, he was one of those guys where I like I wouldn't rank him uh, as uh, my favorite, mm-hmm. but he was one of those. Every time I heard him on um, the radio, it's like I never had no ambition to turn him off. That's for sure. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know? So yep. he was one of those guys that he was just a lot of fun to listen to and. His videos, you—I mean, we we go back into the day of uh, you know videos, and such, but his music videos were pretty cool too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, so this is uh, Huey Lewis uh, back in time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this one from uh, I believe it was part two, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. 
Oh yeah, I remember this now. Wow, 70 years old. I mean, we mentioned this before, but there's a lot of these singers that are reaching that age where we have no idea, you know, they're, we're going to be lost with, with a this, lot yeah. of these folks. The Paul McCartney, yeah. the Huey Lewis's, um, Bruce Springsteen, you know. Elton John, Elton Billy John, Joel. Bill, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Steven Tyler. Oh, yeah. Good old Steven Tyler. And speaking of... <laughs> maybe we'll be, maybe we'll talk about him a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. He's And by the way, he and I share a birthday. Nice. Yes. We were both born on March 26th. He's just a little older than me, though. Just a little? Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost 30 years older than me, so... <laughs> uh, or no, I, who knows? He might even be. I forget what year he was born, but... So, um, in April of 2018, Huey Lewis revealed that he was suffering from hearing loss as a result of Meniere's disease. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. You know what? I don't even uh, know what that is, to be honest with you. And he had to end up canceling all his upcoming tour dates. So, that was in 2018, but um, I don't know that that's something that goes away. No, um, and uh, if I understand that correctly... Um, I almost think uh, the pers- uh, the lead singer at one time from uh, ACDC. I was just going to say that. Had that. Yeah. And Brian, Brian Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think he had that issue too where he was going deaf and had to drop out. Yeah. So, but something tells me he came back. I think he tried to come back. I don't know that they had success when he came back, if that makes okay. sense. But I don't know. I mean, I don't. I didn't follow it that deeply. So um, yeah, I don't know. I can see if I could pull something up on him here real quick. Uh, I mean, he's seventy three. Brian Johnson seventy three. Wow. Um, yeah, there's another guy who's see. up there in age. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So. Hmm. No. Okay. What did he have? In September 2009, John Johnson was diagnosed with Barrett syndrome, causing ACDC to cancel several shows on their 2010 tour. However, doctors were able to prevent the disease from developing into cancer. Oh. That was something different. Yeah, that's different. Um, I didn't even hear about that, though. No, but, I didn't um, either. I, I'm almost positive. I don't see anything listed here on his Wikipedia, just looking real quick, but I'm almost positive that it was the same thing that you said, that it yeah. was... Um, the, Men- the Meniere's disease, or however you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. I think you're saying it right. Okay. Huh. But, um, yeah, so happy birthday to those folks. And um, like you said, man, I, I just can't believe some of these artists and such that were so popular when we were kids. And <laughs> I know. Even before we were kids in some of their instances, you know. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much longer we're going to have them. And it's just crazy to think that, you know, it is, it is the, the same, the same crew that I was sitting in front of the TV watching as they're in their prime. Now yep. they're getting older and, uh, yeah, I don't even know yeah. what to say. Unless they're like, uh, Mick Jagger and, uh, Keith Richards, maybe they'll live forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on that. <laughs> Good luck on that. I know. it's. uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know that. I'm not even 100% sure the folks of the Rolling Stones are even alive. 
I almost think they just get wheeled out on stage and they just play they, some sound behind them. They might just all be holographic. <laughs> and you know what? You wait. And I know they're kind of doing that right now. But yeah. when these big names that we were just talking about pass on, uh, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if we do start a uh, – I can see us attending concerts where – Stars of today will be singing with the holograms of yesterday. Yep. I would not be surprised. Yep. I wouldn't either. And yeah, and it, they do kind of play with that now. But, it, yeah. you know, as, te- as technology comes here, it's probably going to look like they're standing right beside you. Yeah. So. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I can see, you know, like a, almost like a, a Liv Tyler playing with her dad, you know, of, yep. you know, when he goes. So... There's another guy. He'll probably live as long as the Rolling Stones live on. Yes, Stephen Tyler. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about him earlier in the year when we talked about birthdays and stuff. But yeah. uh, I mean, seventy-three. So that's uh, wow. He's been around quite a while too, and I, I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed that from him. I wouldn't have thought he was that old. But um, okay. Well, if you think about it, I was even looking through when when we were uh, kind of bringing it up before the show. Uh, his dream on was 1973. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's 48 years ago. Just that song that they made, you know, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, it is crazy. And that appeared on, I believe that appeared on the white album, the uh, Beatles white album. If mm. I'm not mistaken, or some Beatles album where Aerosmith, dream on, I think it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, my yeah, wife has. There, I, sure, my but. wife actually has the the original record upstairs somewhere, and I'm almost positive that was on there. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I know an Aerosmith song is on there, whether it's Dream One or not. I don't know, but I almost think it mm-hmm. was. So, yeah, good well, stuff. We're, we're, we're talking about ACDC or uh, Aerosmith here. I don't know why I said ACDC. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Aerosmith here. Yeah. Um, so let's take a break. Come back and. We'll talk a little bit more about Aerosmith. That sounds like a good plan. We'll be right back after this message. <laughs> Yo, turn it down, man. Turn that noise down, man. Yo, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know if we ever realized this, but this was such an iconic video back in the day. Absolutely. Do. Gotta let this play out a little bit, Troy. Yeah, absolutely. Listening to uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith, Walk This Way. Yes, the, the, the remake that they obviously collaborated together on to do. Um, what the original song was written? Jeez, 1975. 1975, and then this song was remade in 1986. And the reason we're talking about it today is because it was actually released 
on July 4th, 1986. Yeah, July 4th, 1986. And, uh, yeah, it's really weird. I, I was... I was always a huge fan of Aerosmith uh, as a kid, and and even mm-hmm. more so as an adult. Uh, and uh, when they when they collaborated on this, I was like, man, this is this was such an amazing video because uh, I didn't know much about Run DMC, but when I when I watched them on this video, I got I got kind of hooked on Run DMC a little bit, and yeah. uh, and I became a fan of them too. So, and I was do- I was definitely not like into the rap scene back in the day, uh, but mm-hmm. I, but I think they kind of uh, they kind of brought it out in me. Well, you wouldn't be surprised to know then that uh, two very famous producers produced this album together. Or not this this album, this single together, and that would be Rick Rubin. Oh. And Russell Simmons, who was the co-founder of Def Jam Records. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So I mean, really. Can you really ask for any two better two better producers here? You know, like <laughs> yeah. And uh, and wouldn't it be safe to say that Converse uh, benefited from this as well? Uh, was it Converse? Or was that Adidas? I think it was Converse. The three lines down the side. No, that's Adidas. Oh, is that Adidas? Adidas? Yeah, that's okay. Adidas. Yeah, and oh, the yeah. only reason I say that, and the only reason I say that is because they actually had a song called Adidas around the MC. Oh, okay, that yep. makes sense. Yeah, like who would have thought those two would have collaborated and said, "Hey, let's do a song together." Yeah, absolutely. But it was perfect. Yeah, and then the yeah, video, and the video kind of shows them in concert um, near the end of the video. And could you imagine being in that audience, not knowing this was going to happen, and all of a sudden those two pop out, and it's like, "Whoa!" Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's really cool. It's it's a really cool collaboration that it they is. did there, and uh, you know it stands the test of time. Yep. Um, I mean, the song was great on its own right, you know, and oh, it yeah. still is. Um, but you know, to have this little bit of hip hop mixed into it, really cool thing. Really oh, cool yeah. thing. And uh, and and they're okay with talking. I don't even know if I mentioned it on this show at all, but I've actually uh, had the opportunity of. Um, riding in a car with Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I worked at uh, Karen Foundation, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they were having their issues, <laughs> which are very uh, highly noted and they're they're more than willing to talk about it. But, uh, but yeah, um, honestly, uh, Steven, those guys were the nicest guys in the world to talk with. Never, yeah. never would have, I don't know, you look at them and they're flamboyant and, and mm-hmm. definitely out there uh, in regards to their entertainment world, but uh, yeah, what a and and I think that's kind of like you can tell people who stand the uh, you know the length of time you know in this the test of time the test of time that's what I was looking for <laughs> yeah but uh, but yeah people who stand the test of time are usually the people who do right among right. people and I think. Yes. Uh, I think uh, he's no exception, or are there no exception to that rule? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you might have a you know a band that comes up and one album and they're hitting it well, but yeah, as soon as they start talking to people or people get to know them or mm-hmm. whatever, and they're like, you get the you know the word out that these people aren't the nicest people or they treat you like crap or whatever. Yeah, all of a sudden they seem to not be as popular anymore. There's got to be a reason behind mm-hmm. that, right? You know? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I remember um, we me and a friend of mine, we went to uh, Harrisburg because they had an autograph signing of, uh, 
I don't know if you uh, remember this running back for the Steelers, but Barry Foster. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, Barry Foster was there signing autographs, and also uh, two players from the Harrisburg Senators back in the day. Um, actually, three. Uh, it was Rondell White, uh, yep. who um, you know had a pretty good career in the majors. Uh, Cliff Floyd, uh, yep. another one, and then uh, Gabe White, who was a pitcher for the Senators back then, uh, who didn't really do too much, uh, but. So, but they were also signing autographs. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. I'll go get their autographs too. And we're standing in line. And, and I'll tell you what, the, the three Harrisburg Senator guys uh, were the most rude and uh, most disrespectful uh, people there signing autographs. And then you go to Barry Foster and Barry Foster was like the most personable guy and laid back and just chatting it up. And he was just like happy that, you know, we were Steeler fans and, uh, and just really had good conversation. And, and it really kind of cool. ticked me off because I'm like, you know, here are these people are, they're not even there yet. They're not even at the mm-hmm. show and, mm-hmm. uh, and they're not, and they already lost that humbleness. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's, that's a shame. Um, I, I had a friend of mine, uh, I think he got to meet Steve at Strasburg one time. Oh, okay. And said he was a real jerk too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a guy who knew he was going to be a star. Yep. So, yeah, it's disappointing. Disappointing. But, hey. So, I guess that uh, takes us into our next segment that we haven't had to have in a little while. Well, at least I haven't got to do it live in a little while. Yeah. Um, You realize we recorded our last show on June 15th. Was it that long ago? It was June 15th. So, so we had all that stuff in the those those two weeks in the can, and now we're, you know back to kind of, you know, potting here on the, the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the question now is, where are they now, Howie? <laughs> it's when back! I say that, I'm it's talking back! About, I'm talking about Run DMC, of course. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess, you know, we can start out, unfortunately, with uh, Jam Master J. Mm-hmm. When did he pass um, away, by the way? October 30th, 2002. Was and, it 2002? Uh, it was 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and you know, this kind of gets into the whole thing here that I'm going to say, but um, the day he died, you know, the other two members said, that's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. They retired. Um, so, yeah, Jam Master Jay was shot, killed in his recording studio in Queens. Um, hmm. Says, outside the studio where the murder occurred, fans and friends gathered and left Adidas sneakers. Albums and flowers of the legendary DJ. The homicide has yet to be solved. Although I think this article's old because um, mm-hmm. you and I talked a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, before we recorded that uh, they did bite two guys and it had something to do with cocaine trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, in the aftermath, Run DMC, Run and DMC, which is where Run DMC comes from, yep. announced that the group was officially disbanding and they retired. Didn't they um, uh, meet up again uh, recently, though, with uh, Aerosmith as just kind of like a tribute to something? I could be wrong, but I thought it, I... if if they did, I didn't see it. Okay. So I'm not den- I'm not denying that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, hmm. So um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do these guys individually, and I'll get into some of their accolades, you know, that they recently had. Um, so then you had a. Uh, McDaniels, uh, Daryl McDaniels, that's at DMC, and um, he's married um, 
he was on Notorious B.I.G.'s 1997 double album Life After Death. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he, let me see. So it says, uh, over a decade of living a rap superstar lifestyle was beginning to take a toll on McDaniel. He was increased with friction between him and Simmons. Um, and um, Simmons had adopted the moniker Reverend Run in light of his religious conversion. Um, and we'll get into that here just a little bit too. Yeah. Um, McDaniels has an ongoing uh, battle with substance abuse, severe depression. Hmm. Um, That's so, a shame. Yeah, so he's he's been having a little rough time of it. Um, seems like his wheelhouse was definitely the music industry, and I don't think he's really ever been the same since DMC disbanded. You know, it's interesting so, um, because how how do folks that have been in that industry as long as they have how do you like um make your way back into real life you know yeah yeah it's got to be hard it mm-hmm. has to be yeah and then you had uh reverend run uh mr simmons so he uh ended up getting divorced remarried and then he uh began to focus on spiritual and philanthropic philanthropic however you pronounce that word <laughs> i think i said it right philanthropic yeah uh, endeavors uh, and he became a reverend. He became a real-life real life reverend. Um, wow. He wrote a book with his brother, Russell. And they even had a show. Uh, his family had a show. I think it was on VH1 at the time. Okay. That was called, it was called Run's House. Uh, it didn't last very long, but, you know, it was kind of oh, just... Uh, cool. At that time, it was all that, you know, reality stuff where, you know, you're just following families around and such. Yeah. You know, I remember the last episode, we were talking about uh, uh, the girls... What was it called the something? I can't remember. What it was, it was uh, Nicole Richie and oh Anderson. yeah, yeah, the Simple Life, yeah. the Simple Life, Simple Life. So that was you know that was a version. Ozzy had his show going on for a while. <laughs> Ozzy uh, Hogan had one. Hulk Hogan had yeah. One. His uh, his daughter, by the way, is in the spotlight recently. Uh, she's been oh. uh, a lot of fans have been kind of harassing her. About, really? Yeah, and uh, and she's been kind of. Uh, She's been kind of smacking back at them, you know, and letting them know that how you're treating me is unfair. And, you know, I can I can have whatever opinions I want about my dad. And they're all positive opinions. But mm-hmm. but they're like talking about her riding on her dad's coattails and and such. And, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously she's not responding well to that. Well, you can say whatever you want, but isn't that what every – parent once yeah. they want to be able to provide that their kids can ride on their coattails Heck, i mean yeah. that's what you want yeah <laughs> i mean if there's something that i can do to make my kids live a better life i'm throwing it out there of course that's what i mean like yeah, yeah. so i mean you can't really blame anybody no. for that. Wait, it's, no. i mean of course of course he's gonna want the best for his mm-hmm. daughter why yeah. wouldn't and of course and i guess and her name is brooke hogan but uh yes. but yeah brooke is uh definitely she's very defensive of it, which, you know, I understand yeah. that too, but I think her just, she should just lay low, just let those people just wither away, but you know, to each their own. Uh, but yeah, to go back to uh Reverend run, um, there was something recently, uh, involving him. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. May 28th. In fact, of this year, uh, oh, wow. yeah. A TikTok user was stuck at a light while Run DMC's It's Tricky was playing. And Reverend Run actually pulled up to that same light 
and uh, mm-hmm. and there's like video of him rapping along to that person's car radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so that sounded like oh man, what a cool moment that would have been. I'll say absolutely. <laughs> I'll have to try to look that video up after. We yeah, I, I'm assuming it's on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I mean. They were, it's you know, it says they were the first of the genre to have a gold album in 1984. They were nominated for a Grammy, a Grammy Award. They were the first to earn a platinum record, in King, King of uh, Kind of Rock, in 1985. Yep. First to earn a multi-platinum certification, Raising Hell, in 1986. First to have videos on MTV. Wow. First of the genre to appear on American Bandstand. Really? First of the genre to, first of the genre to appear on the cover of Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And they were the only hip hop act to perform at Live Aid in 1985. Okay, um, they're the real and deal. Then, I mean, in 1986, when we were just talking about, they were an Adidas rocking uh, rap group on its way up. Aerosmith quickly faded, fading rock band that had achieved its peak was was uh, helped with the rendition of "Walk This Way." So that you know brought Aerosmith back on the map. And let's not forget, yeah, uh, Aerosmith made some of their biggest hits after that. Yeah, they did. And um, isn't that weird yeah. that? They were considered a fading band in 1986. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Think about some of the music they made since then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they had their only number one hit after that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, gosh. So um, in 2007, they were named the greatest hip hop of all time by MTV.com and VH1. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in 2009, they took their rightful place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame being inducted by Eminem. Um, oh. Only the second hip hop group ever to be inducted. Uh, uh, I don't know who the first. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But if I had to guess, could it be Eminem? <laughs> well, no, because you have to. It has to be 25 years after your first album release. Oh, okay. I'm wondering if it wouldn't be somebody like Sugarhill Gang. Oh. Or somebody along that type. I don't know. Maybe you can look it up while we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who, that's true. I'm going to do that, but. Uh... Um. But yeah, that's, um, I mean, the legacy these guys have left behind, and and if I'm not mistaken, I think um, the Beastie Boys list them as a big influence. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it led to, you know, the, the Beastie Boys, which, you know, again, another iconic rock group, and another, you know, we lost that guy too early too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was a DJ in that group too, wasn't he? That's ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, you have any luck finding out the? Uh, no, that's what group? I'm looking for. And uh, okay, yeah. Who's? Let's see here. I'm uh, gonna look it up here real quick. Um, Beastie Boys so, were inducted in 2012. Public Enemy 2013. Run DMC 2009. Yep. Uh, but let's see. The South Bronx group. Or wait a minute. In 2007, Grandmaster Flash there you go. and the Furious were the first rap act to be inducted into there the Rock go. and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. I remember that now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, then. Wow. So pretty. Uh, oh, uh, and NWA. <laughs> yeah, but they were just recently, weren't they? Yeah, they were recent. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's a pretty impressive group, I would say. I would say so. So, I mean, you know, they, they founded and started a lot for mm-hmm. a lot of different people. So uh, they did. They you did. know, hats off to Run DMC because they uh, 
they'll be legends. They'll be they'll be known yeah. in the legend. They'll be known in the the music world forever. And and what um, they did with Aerosmith, uh, that had to be controversial in its time. When when you say, I don't know if it was controversial, but it definitely was different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it definitely was like, oh, wait a minute, we've never seen this before. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Like, um, you know, hop. Hip hop and rock together, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? and, yeah, and and it, you know, and it became some groups still live off that to this day. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, one another one of my favorite things to listen to at the time was um, speak. You know, another guy that we lost way too soon, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Um, they collaborated with uh, Jay Z and did a couple songs. Okay, and I thought that was so cool. I thought that was so cool the way they collaborated together. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, groups are still doing it to this day. So they sure another are. first that uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith did. So yep. <laughs> they made it work. They made it work. And you know what, too? And uh, and I actually heard uh, a little bit of a rant about this recently. Uh, somebody, the person who actually, uh, oh, shoot. And he's still alive. Uh, Steve Burnett or something like that. Um, okay. But I think he's the guy that kind of pitched MTV to be MTV. Like a lot of a lot of networks were were refusing to even put it on their cable or their you know whatever satellite whatever it was they were they mm-hmm. didn't put it on there and um, might have been Rob Burnett, Rob Burnett or Steve Burnett or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, I can honestly see in the near future, I can see. Uh, another TV channel coming along where they're just playing videos. I can see that making a comeback. I can see it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I tried to look stuff up here real quick as I went. Um, I see a Mark Brunette. I don't know if he would be the one. Maybe. It says he's a British television producer. It might um, be him, but let me see. When I heard him interviewed, it didn't sound like. Uh, let's see the let me see, the original. Yeah, I don't know how you found that, but um, he was interviewed. Okay, that's why I remember listening to his interview. I'm gonna find out real quick here if I can. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's not gonna show it, but. Uh, Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't play that big of a role. But I was just kind of, when I heard him talk about it, I was just like, you know, I can see, I can see someone trying to bring this back because you see a lot of older things coming back again. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if MTV is going to be one of those things where it's just truly music videos. Hey, speaking of, I, I, I saw something last night. What's that? Um, I think VH1 is going to be bringing back a few of the behind the music episodes. I did hear that. I did hear. Yeah, that. and but, I think Motley Crue is the first one they're working on. Oh, okay. So. Well, you remember the day when those folks were huge, controversial. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, Motley yeah. Crue would be a good one. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm excited to see. Uh, I always liked the format of that show. It was really yeah. cool, just to kind of how everybody formed how they came together and the one that I always remember is the one they did on Linder Skitter the one time because um, that was where I found out that they had got their name mm-hmm. from their uh, old phys ed teacher and his name was Leonard Skinner oh really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's awesome 
That yep. is awesome. So that's, that's how they came up the name Leonard Skinner off of Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Hey, also, before I forget, um, you know, speaking of hip hop and such, we definitely want to give our shout out to Nick Knight. Absolutely. You Good know, call. Um, yeah. Congrats on Nick for uh, releasing his album uh, this past Thursday, July 1st. Yes. And uh, and then he had his uh, party on July 2nd. His mm-hmm. album release party, so uh, I'm hoping that that does really well for him. And uh, best wishes to Nick. And I know he was excited and happy. And I can still see on his Facebook and such, he's still throwing everything out there about that. So that was a, yeah. a good, memorable night for him. So absolutely, I'm so sure congrats. it was. And um, you know, I, I made sure uh, for, for whatever reason I happened to be up uh, the morning of July 1st mm-hmm. when it got released, and I just listened to it all real quick. And, yeah. Um, I, I, the first track just, I don't, I, it really caught me right from the get go. And I just listened to it the whole way through there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Damien, uh, is on the album as well with, yeah, they paired of, pretty well together, didn't they? That's what I thought. I thought they sounded really well together. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was good stuff. I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, yeah congrats, congrats to Nick and, and best wishes. And I hope this is the one that skyrockets, man, yep. you know? Yep. And uh, and I know we talked about Murray when we interviewed uh, Nick and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually sent um, his uh, his album to Murray, so mm-hmm. just to see if he'll take the time to listen to it and kind of Excellent. there. So I hope he does. Very good. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, yeah, and uh, this is another rabbit hole to go down, but uh, we probably don't have too much time to talk about it, but. Uh, Man, Bill Cosby was released. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, oh boy! Wow, wow! I don't even know. What, I mean, I, we can talk pro- probably for hours on that one, but I, I couldn't let, I couldn't let this week slide without. Yeah, like, I, I, I totally forgot about it until you just said that, and um, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, what I had heard, and I don't know how true it is, is that he was in the middle of a civil case. And something was brought up that he admitted to or pled guilty to or something yeah. in this civil case. But his only um, rebuttal was they can't be used in his trial, in his criminal case. Right. And one of the DAs, I guess, brought it up or used it. And it basically made the whole trial null at that point. Mm. And it got, everything got not reversed, but whatever word they used. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, they used some sort of legal word or whatever. And basically, yeah, and he's a free man now. Sure is. Now, I... <laughs> I think he I and OJ hope, should go on tour together. Yeah. <laughs> and I would hope that every single one of those victims would start a civil case against him at this yes. point. Oh, my gosh, yes. And make this guy spend every day for the rest of his life in court. Yep. I was just going to say, make him spend the remainder of his life defending himself. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, there's just no way that these 70 some women or whatever it was all have the basic same story (laughs) that, you know what I mean? That they were drugged by this guy and like, like, come on. You know what, Troy, listen to some of his older stand up comedy. He even talks about it. Oh yeah, he would even joke about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard a few. Yeah, yep. 
Yep. So, uh, yeah, so no doubt in my mind he's guilty, but I guess, I don't know. Um, it's just amazing that he can get off with all these technicalities. And my concern is that women that have been in a similar situation don't yeah, yeah. feel like they're not going to be heard because of something like this. And they're going to be, and they're not going to waste their time because it will be wasting right. their time in their mind coming forward right. and saying something yes. and, uh, because they know it won't, it'll fall in deaf ears. So yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. It's a real shame. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a real bummer. And, um, you know, it, it, the whole situation is just a shame, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's, let's, presume the man is innocent because that's what you're supposed to do right no yeah. now he didn't even really have a fair trial to, to clear his name if he was innocent it's now it's even if he was innocent it's in the mud yeah and people are just going to say oh he got off on a technicality yep. you know you know yeah. which he probably did but yeah exactly you know. i know that i mean unfortunately our court system is uh and I say unfortunately, but unfortunately, our court system is probably one of the best, if not the best in the world, um, probably a close second behind uh, England's. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it has a lot of revamping to do. There's a lot of things that need to be adjusted with that. And yeah, because, you shouldn't be able to throw out a whole trial in no. one technicality. Oh, my gosh, yeah. no. No, either you're innocent or you're guilty. And uh yeah, if there's a technicality, okay, let's throw that part out of it and let's focus on the other stuff that is allowed. And and if it's if it's that convincing and that damning of evidence, then it shouldn't be just thrown out. Right. Yeah, agreed totally. So um yeah, so hopefully everybody, you know, that that is involved in this process here, everybody gets what's coming to them and, mm-hmm. you know, and he gets his justice one way or another. Um, because yeah, it's just, that's a shame. And I, I can't believe we forgot to bring that up until you just did now, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just crazy. That's crazy. It is. It is. But Hey, it's the life in the world we live in. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I had to show on a downer, Howie. I know. I didn't mean to do that, but I thought <laughs> I can't just let that go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, that's a good point. But hey, you know what? I'm glad you had a good vacation, and uh, I'm glad you're back safe, and uh, I'm glad uh, everybody's doing well. And yeah, um, yeah so uh, it's my Thank turn you. to go on vacation next, Troy. So yes, it is. And uh, did, you, did did you decide where you were going? Yet? Oh yeah, we're going to uh, it's um, we're going to New Bern, North Carolina. Okay, which is um, it's right next to Atlantic beach and about 45 minutes or so away from uh, the outer banks. Nice. uh, So we wanted to just go, we've been there before. It's actually the birthplace of Pepsi Cola. Oh, get out. Yeah. They still have the original pharmacy there where it was invented. And, Hmm. uh, and you can actually go in that pharmacy and it kind of, and you kind of go back in time and you can kind of sit at the countertop and order a Pepsi, and it's really a it's a it's a cool atmosphere. And that is neat. Yeah, it is neat. Uh, New Bern, North Carolina, is a really cool little town, and uh, lots of neat shops, and uh, obviously the beach. Uh, the beach there is ranked. It was when we were down there. It was ranked the top beach in North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the Outer Banks is obviously nice too, but. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to just spending some days in the sun. 
it's probably just a little less busy too than the outer it banks is. i would imagine it is it's yeah like, it's cleaner and less busy and uh believe it or not real estate is kind of cheap out there uh really yeah you can buy uh and i looked at this because uh i'm one day thinking that i might do this uh you can actually buy a um not an apartment but a, a townhouse mm-hmm. on the beach for two hundred two to three hundred thousand dollars really yeah now that's cheap when you're looking at real estate and where it's low yeah absolutely so, absolutely when you're when you're right down there by the beach i mean that that, that value usually skyrockets pretty oh yeah good. and just think i mean even if you're not staying there full time you rent it out and you make right. your money back in no time but uh so yeah it's uh it's uh definitely i'm looking forward to going down there and uh I think I'm going to be in the same boat as you. I'm not going to do anything wild and adventurous this time around. I think it's going to be more. I'm just going to relax and enjoy the scene and uh, and the yeah, sights. absolutely. So, I mean, that's what vacation's supposed to be. I mean, yeah, I get it. Some people like to be adventurous and whatever and that type of thing, and that's cool too. But to me, it's just like kick back, relax, and yep. not have to worry about anything. You know what I mean? That's just exactly it. Clear yep. your mind and get refreshed. So yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to make sure we uh, we have a can lined or a, a show lined up in the can for you for uh, for that week when Howie's mm-hmm. gone. Um, so we have a few ideas. Yep. So we'll see Most what comes definitely. up. We'll see what yeah we'll see what pops up and we'll go from there. So uh, I guess uh, I guess that pretty much concludes our show, Troy. Yes, sir. So, so happy Independence Day, happy Fourth of July, everybody to be safe. Um, yep. Have fun and. Celebrate the birth of our country. That's right. Enjoy those fireworks, by the way. I mean, uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of them last night in my backyard in the background, uh, and uh, it was kind of... I've nice. always loved them. That's why the yeah. 4th of July has always been my favorite holiday, and yeah. that's probably the reason why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just... Well, not only that, but it's in the perfect time of summer, too. Yep. Absolutely. So, most yes. definitely. All right, so with that being said, folks, enjoy your uh, 4th of July and uh, enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. So until then, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.